I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And whiskey and our coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, pumpkin cookies with uh, this... Whatever this fancy Nutella you gave me, it's oh, it's um, it's really good Nutella. So it's it's whatever like bougie <laughs> Nutella you can get at Sprouts. Okay. Because apparent, I don't know if Nutella mm. itself is vegan or not. I'm gonna guess probably not. But that stuff is vegan, and I love mm. Nutella. And also, it has forty percent less sugar than Nutella. And that's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. You know what else is is vegan? What whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, as I crunch this uh, num, 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 num. delicious vegan treat. Been a week, friends. Mm. Been a week. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to... This is when we, like, de-stress. It is. It feels great. Yes. But, but I, have a, I have a joke for you. I'm ready. Okay. What do you get when you cross a vampire and a snowman? What? Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> These are so great. I, I have one for you, too. Okay, okay. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing before I even read it. <laughs> Peanut, stop eating your feet. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Gotta put Nutella on them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what does a zombie get when it bites a ghost? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do know. I just read it. <laughs> a mouthful of sheet. <laughs> i saw that one i'm like yep that might be my favorite so far (laughs) you don't know how many times i laughed at it before i actually was able to type it i mean fully into the (laughs) it's pretty good it's funny anyway getting our booze news okay booze news booze news so first up this one looks so cute. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, so directed by Rachel Talalay. Look for A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting on Netflix beginning October 15th. Good job, Netflix. Right? Uh, and it was, it's, so the whole premise of it is recruited by a secret society of babysitters, a high schooler battles the boogeyman and his monsters when they nab the boy she's watching on Halloween. Um, mm. So fun fact, the boogeyman is played by Tom Felton, also known as Draco Malfoy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he does kind of have that creepy look to him, so it's fine. I, no joke. I, you know what, though? This <laughs> is just the story of my life. I always have a crush on the villain. <laughs> Which pretty much explains my whole dating life up until I got married. Oh. Shocker that none of those relationships worked. Because <laughs> I always had a crush on Tom Felton. Oh, really? Even when he was just like a little little baby Tom Felton. I, I always liked Neville. Of course you did. <laughs> and then look how hot he is now. The, the Hufflepuff that somehow got into Gryffindor. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, man. We'll be uh, swapping houses together. <laughs> <laughs> and in other news, Netflix... Oh, my God. I, I did not put that much whiskey in my coffee, I swear. Maybe I did. Amazing. We're not on the, the Halloween Drunk History episode yet, I promise. Oh, but I can't wait. Oh, that'll be fun. And also will hurt because... We're, we're not spring chickens anymore. No. Um, so Netflix and Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Bly Manor hits on October 9th. Whoop, whoop. So actually, uh, this episode will air the 7th. 
So that's a week from, t- or uh, no, 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 five days from today. Yes. Yes. Math is hard. Um, so that's exciting. And we can confirm that while The Haunting of Hill House ran 10 episodes, the new season will sadly only run nine. Oh, why? I don't know. Maybe oh. to like cut out some of the unnecessary BS oh. that was in. Because like got, some of the some of the middle episodes of Haunting of Hill House was like, okay, I get it. Like we've we've belabored this point. Can we can we move along a little bit? That's true. But so maybe I don't know. They cut out some of the the more useless garbage in the middle. But we'll, we'll find out. Who knows? I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Just don't be running on a treadmill this time. Oh my god. <laughs> That was so, that was terrible. You know, falling off of a treadmill from being scared by a TV show when it's just you in the gym is one thing. When it's, the gym happens to be at your office and it's full of your coworkers because it's after hours, it really impacts your work social life. People look at you differently. They look at you with with a little bit of pity after that. that. That message you sent me. I was trying not to laugh. I first was like, are you okay? First, did you die? No? Okay. Okay, that (laughs) shit was funny. This is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I just realized when I'm looking at the the document, I spelled Blumhouse wrong. (laughs) Blumhouse! Yeah. Anyway, it's been a week, like we said before. (laughs) Um, So uh, Blumhouse's The Craft Legacy trailer is out. Hooray! Ooh. Oh, okay. Did you watch it? I, I did. Okay, w- opinions because I have mixed feelings about this. Um, I mean, so after watching it, I had to like read where they were going with the story, and I guess this is basically a sequel. It's not a remake, so it's basically like twenty years after the original story. Because when I saw the picture of um. Fruzabalk, mm-hmm. and it wasn't wrapped anymore. She wasn't; she, they weren't binding her. I was like, "Hmm, what's the connection here?" I'm curious. Does she escape out of the institution? I don't know, or maybe like someone is related to her in some way. She had a child. Possibly. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I need to watch it. But. It's coming out on demand on October 28th, just in time for Halloween. I see. Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll have to watch that. It should be good. Watch party! <laughs> I know. And so there is some new uh, horror movies slash TV shows coming uh, on to Hulu. Everybody's just coming out with like some great scary stuff, which is great. It's really good. Anyway, uh, so the first one, Books of Blood, it's based on the books by Clive Barker. <gasps> I love Clive Barker. Yeah. I kind of want to like see this. It looks very, very interesting. So but anyway, so there's a total of six books that he uh, wrote in this series. Correct. Yeah. So this is uh, originally, it was originally planned to be an anthology series, but the producers decided later uh, to instead roll a small handful of stories into one anthology movie. Ooh. Yeah. So that's going to come out October 7th. And then another big one that's coming out is uh, Hellstrom. There's been a lot of buzz about this one. Um, and this one is about um, as the son and a daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer, Hellstrom follows a uh, 
Damon and Anna Hillstrom and their complicated dynamic as they track down the worst of humanity, each with their own attitude and skills. And that comes out October 16th. Sounds epic. And then another, well, another anthology, but this is going to be a series, is Monsterland. And that comes out October 2nd. So it is out today. Oh. While we're recording. (laughs) Oh. Um, Encounters with gothic beasts, including uh, fallen angels and werewolves, broken people are driven to desperate acts in an attempt to repair their lives, ultimately showing there is a thin line between man and beast. Sounds epic. I I had Hulu for a minute, but then Mm -hmm. I canceled it. Well, I mean... Because, like, mostly everybody only had Hulu because of Handmaid's Tale. Well, I had it because of, like, truthfully, I downloaded it so I could watch Mrs. America. Oh, also, also good. (laughs) Also good. But once I watched, I totally binged it, and then I canceled my free trial. (laughs) Well, now you might have to bring it back (laughs) for all this good stuff. Or I could just watch it and tell you (sighs) if they're good. But come on, Books of Blood. Oh, please don't make me choose between Hulu and HBO Max, because right now HBO Max is winning yeah plus hbo max is getting the witches yep so yep i don't I know. know hbo max you're you're kind of winning right you're, now. you're killing it man <laughs> okay well some more uh blumhouse news i know because again can't it's spelled today <laughs> it's right there it's been, it's good there they're yeah. doing a new take on stephen king's firestarter which is great and they snagged uh zach efron as andy mcgee the father of the little pyro. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, when I read this, I wasn't quite sure. I, I don't see Zac Efron as like a paternal figure. Mm, He's still... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but then again, Zac Efron is like, I think, a year or two older than me. Which is old enough to have a child. I'm just weird and elect not to. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think... He could do a good job. I don't know if you've seen that documentary that he's in on Netflix. Which one? The one where he's like, I don't know the name of it. I'm sorry. But he's like just going and exploring and having little adventures. That sounds cute. Like, I think the first episode, he's doing like ayahuasca. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> like the, the, the tea. Oh, Yeah. Something like that. Side note, that documentary I was telling you about, Unwell, mm-hmm. they have a whole se- a whole episode on ayahuasca. Oh. Yeah. I think I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it's... People are crazy. <laughs> people, are, people are nuts. I mean, at this point, in this, uh, this the time of Rona, people, I think we've all kind of lost our mind. People are nuts, man. <clears throat> um, and then last but not least, the official Saw Escape, the world's only official escape room centered around Lionsgate's blockbuster film franchise Saw, has added new twists and tricks as Halloween descends upon Las Vegas. Fans looking for a safe but challenging thrill will be able to experience enhanced gameplay. Sounds provocative. (laughs) Exciting new puzzles. Additional socially distant actors for increased scares. Sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that while you were eating. (laughs) Sorry, friend. (laughs) That was great. 
So for Halloween, I, I'm guessing that we're going to have to make a road trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. On the way there, we'll stop at the, the Clown Motel in Tonopah. Or we could pass it. No, we can't. We're going to be that close. We might as well go and visit. I know how much you love clowns. Mm. So we'll have to go by the Clown Motel, stay the night there. Can I stay outside? Like In your car? But you don't camp. I will camp in your car. <laughs> If the other option is a clown hotel. Well, maybe we'll just visit. We'll visit the clown hotel. We'll okay. go to the Zach Bagans Museum. Okay, that I can do. Because still haven't been there yet. Uh, and then we'll go to the Saw Escape Room. We'll visit Charlie. Yes. Because I miss her. Hi, sister. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> uh, we'll visit Charlie and then we'll come home. Yay. And okay. then we'll go to Vampirates. Oh, yes. Happening. Fun times. And if you guys were curious what that is, it is a pirate show, but for Halloween, so the pirates are vampires. Yeah. So, deal with it. Because <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Um, so, I'm sharing some more great organizations to follow. And because this month is the... I, now, I want to get the proper saying for it, because I keep seeing the Hispanic Heritage Month, and then there's the Latina X, or Latinx Heritage Month. So, from what I... From, and I just want to be correct. Well, Google... T- Google sorry. <laughs> Whiskey, coffee. Uh, Google tells me that Tuesday, September 15th to Thursday, October 15th is National Hispanic Heritage Month. Okay, so then I have... Okay, so I did have it. You are correct. Okay, so because it is a National Hispanic Heritage Month, we definitely... uh, We apologize for not mentioning that for our... um, Oh, for the Haunted Mexico City Yes, for Haunted Mexico City, because there was a purpose for that. That was the whole reason we picked it, (laughs) and we didn't say it, right? because we were too excited. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Haunted Mexico! Um, But we're also kind of continuing that this week, and um, with the the book that we've chosen to talk about. Anyway, so the organization that I um, wanted to bring up was the Cesar Chavez Foundation like super important yes um but on so little background about them so on march 31st 1962 on his birthday actually uh caesar chavez launched the farm worker movement with the national farm workers association he had a bold vision for a strong farm workers union as well as services that would support that union by building communities up beyond the workplace um caesar chavez knew it would take an entire movement to empower his community to overcome the burdens of poverty, discrimi- discrimination, and powerlessness. I swear I'm going to get through this. <laughs> you're, you're just fine. It's been yes. a week. <laughs> he started by creating a death benefit, a credit union, and a cooperative gas station. It's pretty cool. Um, these early efforts quickly quickly grew and the National Farm Workers Service Center was introduced in 1966 to build affordable housing for the elderly and displaced Filipino American farm workers. Um, he also established two educational style Spanish language radio stations, which have now grown into 11 stations. 
It's really cool. And then today, the National Farm Workers Service Center has become the Cesar Chavez Foundation, which continues to expand on Cesar's early work and vision to create a movement to improve the quality of life for Latinos and working people. Um, Cesar Chavez's vision was ambitious and a half... A half a century later, the lasting and ongoing uh, effects of his works have transcended even his original aim. So, some really great. I know um, I've actually volunteered at um, one of their uh, events, uh, downtown LA, and it was just really, really cool. It was on, um, I believe they actually celebrated, the event was on his birthday, and they were just doing some great things for the community down there in like east la and Aww. there's like a huge mur- mural down there um I, i've him. seen that mural it's yeah beautiful. so really great they always are taking volunteers um and i saw on there too that they're like hiring so other ways you can help <laughs> keep, and get paid keep yeah and keep his dream alive so yeah awesome so this week today or today this week <laughs> oh, oh my god today okay. today today we're gonna talk about our book club, club. and if you were following along with us from our last book club episode you know that we were reading mexican gothic by silvia moreno garcia in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. Oh, it was good. Dude. <laughs> it was so good. Dude. <laughs> it was it was good, but Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was good, but it was unsettling. Oh, well, okay, yeah. I know I know what part you're talking about. <laughs> unsettling. And then I'm sure you're going to comment uh when that part comes up. You know what they say about opinions. <laughs> mhm. Everyone's got them. Yep. Just like something else. Anyway, <laughs> well so just a little bit of uh background about sylvia um so she was born april 25th in 1981 and raised in mexico both her parents worked for radio stations and then she moved to canada in 2004 where she presently lives with her family in vancouver british columbia she's a canuck yeah kind of sort of Partial Canuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's an interesting move from Mexico to Canada. I mean, you're really skipping the mess that we're yeah, in right that's now. True. So yeah, I, was I like, understand. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. She, she, she missed the good part from yeah. 2016 to 2020. <laughs> good job, Sylvia. Not to get political, but <laughs> right. girl, you did yourself a favor. Good job. <laughs> so, um... She began her career publishing in various fiction magazines and books, including the Exile Quarterly. Uh, she was a finalist for the two uh, the oh my god 2011 Manchester Fiction Prize for her um, her first short story collection, The Strange Way of Dying. It's a very interesting name. Mm-hmm. Uh, was published in September 2013 by Exile Editions. Her second collection, Love and Other Potions, came out in 2014 from Innsmouth Free Press. Um, her debut novel, Signal to Noise, was published in 2015. And then um, a couple other things. So she 
was like you know very devoted to like weird fiction which we could tell with this samesies book. yeah <laughs> me too um but she did work uh she collabed uh with a couple of people with uh, uh paula styles uh she uh, co-edited the books uh, historical lovecraft future lovecraft uh sword and mythos and she walks in shadows Ooh. and then she also co-edited with or orin gray fungi a collection of fungal fiction <gasps> it makes sense i know i, I knew you're it say makes it. sense <laughs> and that's why i wanted to say this it's like that's freaking weird yeah it, it's it's perfect okay <laughs> and then uh she also uh did uh, some co-editing with lavi tidar um the jewish mexican literary review and so in 2016 she won the world fantasy award for the anthology she walks in shadows and a uh, copper cylinder award for her novel signal to noise um as of october 2019 moreno garcia is a book columnist for the washington post oh it's pretty cool (laughs) Catherine graham would be proud yes uh so just a couple of her her books i definitely I, i think i would like to read more from her I agree. Me too. Um, so the collections I mentioned, the the strain, this strange way of dying, uh, love and other potions, signal to noise, uh, which is a novel. Uh, well, after all these, these are novels. Um, certain dark things, the beautiful ones, prime meridian, uh, gods of jade and shadow, untamed shore, and then of course, also that came out in twenty twenty, Mexican Gothic. Indeed. Yay! So let's talk about some of the characters, and then we'll get we'll do a quick overview of the plot, and then we'll have a modestly academic discussion <laughs> about the book as we push up our glasses. Right, my <laughs> wearing my contacts today. My my monocle. I was not an English major. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so our main protagonist is a gal named Noemi Tabuada. So that's so good. Did I do good? Yeah. Because I know you did the audiobook. Did I do it right? Yes, you okay. did. Um, and Noemi is a socialite from Mexico City. She's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. She knows how to get what she wants. She wants her dream is to receive her graduate degree in anthropology, but she also plays piano and she loves to flirt and mm-hmm. mess around with dudes. Yeah, she loves the attention. She and it drove me a little crazy at some point yeah. i'm like girl i'm like stop playing games girl and just get on it well and it's like i used to work with a girl that was like this oh and homegirl actually told me once i know i'm a cute girl so if i have to use it to get what i want out of men here then i'll do it i'm like right for real though how about you just work hard and let your work speak for itself and not try to manipulate people Right. I mean, that's a way to do it, too. Um, so that's Noemi. And then we have Florence. Oh, Lord. Oh, Florence. Uh, Florence is the headmistress of the house that Noemi then travels to. Uh, it's called High Place. Florence is an incredibly austere woman. Yes. She's very strict. I, like, see her wearing, like, a very, like, tight turtleneck. Yes. <laughs> It's like one of those, you know, one of those uh, Victorian dresses. Yes, that's, that's like exactly a, what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the big old bustle at the back. Yes. Yep. That's how like it's it a, takes her like two hours to get dressed every day. Exactly. And yeah. the color of her skin matches her hair. Yeah. Which is like totally just silvery gray. Yep. 
Um, and then we're introduced to Virgil, who Ugh. is the spouse of Noemi's cousin Catalina. It was gross. Virgil's gross. <laughs> um, well, actually, technically, well, Virgil is is a tall drink of water, yeah. apparently, as yeah. he's described. He's got very striking features, and he's actually English, and went to Mexico City when their silver mine didn't mind no silver mine no there you go in england dried up <laughs> uh, so they decided to move to mexico to then try to drain that mine we're also introduced to francis who is the son of florence Yes. Francis is just this little sweet bean. He's almost he's so like cute. I picture him being very like Neville Longbottom. Yep. Where he's not he's described as not being terribly attractive, but he's just a very sweet kind soul. Yeah. And we also have Uncle Howard, who is uh, Howard Doyle, technically is his mm-hmm. name. He is the patriarch of the family. He is a kingpin creep, and we will get more <laughs> into his backstory. He's old and disgusting, and he is just a god-awful human being. Yeah. Oh, man. So Catalina is Noemi's cousin who is married to Virgil and she's become very ill and has sent uh, letters to Noemi's family imploring them to come and help her because she's stuck in this house in high place and she knows that things aren't right and she's kind of going off the rails and we're led to believe that she's actually gone a little bit mad. Yeah. So Noemi actually comes out to help her. And that's where our story begins. Then we also have a couple of doctors and town healer. So Dr. Julio Camarillo. I liked him. I did too. Um, <laughs> who is very young, but he's still uh, incredibly bright and still a very gifted physician. So Noemi actually seeks him out when she starts to realize that things at high place may not quite be what they seem. <laughs> um so he it's the whiskey talking i'm sorry no but the way you said it it was like almost like exactly how it was read to me in the audiobook (laughs) that's why i laughed no you know where i'm taking my inspiration from from that episode of full house where uncle jesse is trying to uh impress rebecca or aunt becky who's sadly going to the clink in real life not sadly she deserved it and she actually should have gotten worse than she did but yeah you know that's exactly that's another story that's that's another episode that's that's a whole other episode um (laughs) But that episode where he's trying to to woo Aunt Becky with his brain power and goes to that uh, goes to a college <laughs> reunion and they're talking about I think a war and peace and what his opinion is on it and he puts his glasses in his mouth and goes interesting but terribly overrated <laughs> so that's where I'm taking that's my that's like how from. that they when it, okay so sorry I if I didn't mention before I did the audiobook of this mm-hmm. and. It was just interesting, the person reading it, like, almost had, like, the same, like, inflection in her voice as you did, like, when it's the people in high place when they're talking, like, maybe Florence. She, maybe she was also drinking whiskey in her coffee I when mean, she was narrating it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it could have been you, and you're just not, that was your alias, you were recording under an alias. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, and then we've got Dr. Arthur Cummings, who's the family doctor of the Doyles, who is a total crackpot yeah. and has his own ulterior motives and is a terrible person. <laughs> For those that can't see, Bree's licking the Nutella off of her plate, and it's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit's delicious. It's really good. Girl, live your truth. Do it. Oh, I am. Um, <laughs> continue. Um, and then we're also introduced to Mart- Marta Duval, who's the town healer. Um, and or as she, they said, the town crazy person. The town crazy person <laughs> slash town healer, making all of her little herbal remedies and such. And then there are three ghosts. 
that appear quote and i use the term loosely quote unquote ghosts yeah um so we're introduced to the ghosts of ruth and agnes and alice yeah who aren't really ghosts it turns out yep. well they're kind of ghosts well kind of they're kind of ghosts but spirits yeah if i mean we're gonna uh, well yeah yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> um well Let's get into this plot. Yep. All right. So, so spoilers for those that didn't read the book. Yes. Skip forward like 10 minutes a if lot. you didn't read it. Yeah. Maybe but 15. even But even after, we're probably going to talk about parts of the book. So Yeah. Maybe just stop reading now if you think you're going to, or stop listening now if you think you're going to yeah. read it. If not, then hey, listen to us critique it. Yeah. Because it's fun. Do your thing. <laughs> so like we said before, uh, Noemi Tabawada. She's 22-year-old wealthy socialite. And so Noemi's dad receives a letter from her cousin Catalina and is really worried about her. She's, you know, talking about, you know, she's got to get out of this house. Like, there's just things that aren't, you know, what they seem. And, you know, and she's, you know, feeling sick. And her dad is just worried. You know, she sounds like she's kind of losing her mind. So he asks uh, Noemi if she could go and see her and in exchange he will give her permission to enroll in the master's anthropology program because i guess you need permission from your dad to be smart well in the, <laughs> but in that time in yes. the early 20th century yeah. <laughs> you did but i was like man she should just go but anyway right <laughs> so she she makes the long trip <laughs> to go and see her cousin Catalina, who is living with her husband Virg- Virgil. Pfft, I almost said virgin. That's not <laughs> he ain't no virgin. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, in this uh, mansion called High Place, and it's near a small village that's um, in the mountains. So they're like the village is down below, and High Place is way in the mountains, like real rocky road to get up there <laughs> so um she kind of finds out like in the the letter too that um catalina has written you know she's seen ghosts and she believes that her husband virgil is kind of poisoning her um and virgil's family he they're you know they used to be really really wealthy and they're kind of running out of money um and so uh, naomi uh, naomi i noemi i'll get it right it's not we're not talking about uh what's that movie i'm thinking the stripper movie <laughs> that's where i'm getting the name the stripper movie the one with the girl from saved by the bell oh 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 um showgirls yes because her name was nomi yeah and that's why i'm like thanks it's a versace I have Versace glasses, and I'm forever telling people, thanks, they're Versace. And people are like, don't you do mean Versace? Thing. I'm like, nope. clearly you've never seen Showgirls. Yeah. Go Fail. reevaluate your life. Yeah, please go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's why whenever I would hear Noemi, I'm thinking Nomi. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> I think of like Klaus Nomi, who I share a oh. birthday with. Oh. Yeah. That's really cool. And he's a kook just like me. Well, was when he was alive, but oh. you know, here we are. <laughs> so... Uh, so Noemi, not Nomi, uh, she arrives at High Place and Catalina has a fever and is ranting about ghosts and the walls and she's being treated by the family doctor, uh, Dr. Arthur Cummings, uh, who is, you know, pretty much saying that she has tuberculosis, which that's, 
that was really weird to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I had to I had to look it up, like what were just just some of the signs of that. Mm-hmm. And it was like nothing to what they mentioned. No. <laughs> but anyway, so um, because of this, uh, Noemi is given like real limited access to Catalina, but it's also because they don't want, you know, Catalina talking to uh, Noemi and telling her things. But what's like, what's going on? And, you know, when I was reading this part, I I struggled and I had to to check myself and go, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. It was the early 20th century. Women didn't have a voice at all. Right. Um, especially women in, in, you know, other countries and such. But I'm sitting there, like, as this is progressing and she doesn't get to talk to her cousin, I'm like, bitch, go knock that fucking door down. Like, what are you doing? I know, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Like, I'm like, for real, like, she came all the way this way and you guys are like, oh, we'll just, you know, just go hang out in your room. Right? (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, screw that. Right? I'm like, no, I'm gonna go see this woman who clearly thinks that something bad is happening to her. You know, especially because they were so, you know, so close. Yeah. Until after she, uh, you know, before she got married. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm like you. I would be. Beating down that door. Beating down that door. But, I mean, when she does finally get in there to, you know, talk to her, Catalina asks Noemi to pick up some secret medicine. Mm -hmm. A little tincture from the town healer. Town crazy person. That's how you say that word. Town healer? No. Oh, tincture? (laughs) Yes. Oh. (laughs) Like, town healer? I'm like, no what no tincture tincture okay because every time i would come across that word in the book i would stop and reread it in like three different tincture you know like when you come across a word that you're not sure how to pronounce you say it in your head a couple of times i'm ron burgundy right exactly before you just give up and move on yes i'm like i'll figure it out later well Tincture. again the uh the audiobook really helped because um, <laughs> then i didn't have to figure it out uh-huh. um so she secretly goes down and meets with marta duval to pick up this tincture the secret medicine that, that catalina needs and she ends up kind of finding out um a little bit more about the um the doyle family in high place too and um oh yes and then but so she gives she comes back uh the tinctures you know all ready for her and everything and it uh causes a seizure which i thought that was really weird too that freaked me out yep. <laughs> um and so now uh, Noemi's visits with Catalina are super duper limited, which at that point, I'd be really pissed off, mm-hmm. <laughs> like super duper pissed. <laughs> but uh, Noemi eventually learns that High Place was built by the Doyle brothers, Leland and Howard, which is Virgil's father. Um, they also reopened the town's old silver mines. Uh, Howard's first wife was Agnes, who died. And then Howard remarried Agnes's sister, gross um it's also important to note that agnes <laughs> was only married to him for a year before she died yes weird much yeah and they had two children uh ruth and virgil and then meanwhile leland married dorothy and they had michael and florence so ruth fell in love with the man who mysteriously disappeared oh you did so good <laughs> did you like that that was good, that was good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ruth was ordered to marry Michael. <coughs> Gross. <laughs> gross. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be gagging a lot once we get further into this. So freaking gross. So before the wedding, she drugs and shoots up the household. She was like, no, screw this, you guys. I'm out. I'm out of here. So um, Leland, Dorothy, Michael, and Alice were killed. Then Ruth killed herself. And then the mines were also closed around that time. And then Florence later married and had Francis. But her husband, Richard, went raving mad and was found dead in a ravine. Poor Richard. Now the only Doyles left are Howard, Florence, uh, Francis, and Virgil. And then, and that's the story of the Doyles. That craziness. But there's more. But wait, there's but wait, more. But wait, Ron, there's more. <laughs> so um, as uh, Noemi stays in the house, she starts having these dreams of, of ghosts and... Um, strange like you know visions involving the doyles and like i don't i don't i can't remember if i put it in my notes but the one where she just has that that real vivid dream um with um not virgil i'll, I'll come back to it francis no it was the one where like she was uh, like imagining um either it's virgil or, or howard coming to her room it was Virgil. Okay, it was Virgil. Okay. Yeah. That part. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so she starts having these uh, these really, really strange dreams. And she starts seeing a golden woman climbing out of the walls. And they keep telling her to open her eyes. Creepy. Open your eyes. And she's sleepwalking. Yeah, and all the sleepwalking. It's, it's creepy. <laughs> so... Um, was trying to kind of learn more about the family. You know, um, no Noemi forges a friendship with Francis, but, you know, he kind of warns her, you know, not to trust the, the rest of them. He's like kind of hinting like, hey, these people are crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Virgil is charming, but seems a little uh, predatory, which is, that's true. Um, <laughs> like a lot predatory. Yeah. <laughs> And Florence is strict and scolds Noemi constantly. I mean, like, the whole damn book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many rules. I, I want to be like, what are you, my mom? Right. <laughs> like, all these rules for High Place. Like, ugh. And then Howard is old, controlling, and, you know, he's, yeah, he's just old. Anyway, <laughs> and then there's, she also starts hearing the rumors that the family is cursed. And in addition to their very creepy history, there is a sickness that has at times caused fevers, madness, and death in many of the family's workers and staff. Ooh, all the creepy stuff. <laughs> so as it goes on, uh, Noemi's dreams get worse and, you know, get the sleepwalking and now she's like i gotta get out of here i'm like if you know if Can if catalina can't leave then i gotta get out of here well and and while she's having these weird dreams something that i found interesting that uh i also want to talk about when we after we're done oh, yeah. doing the overview is all over high place there is the symbol of the Ouroboros. Yes. Which is, for those that don't know, it's this symbol of a serpent eating its tail mm -hmm. in this little cycle. It's freaking everywhere in this book. It's all yes. over the house. It's everywhere. In the, it's in the greenhouse. It's on the staircases. It's on the fireplaces. It's it's 
everywhere. So she's seeing this everywhere going, what is this? And now I'm having weird dreams and like something weird is up here. I got to get out of here. Yeah, it's yeah. (laughs) And so pretty much at that point where she's like trying to get out of here, the Doyles reveal they they pretty much have no intention of letting her leave. Like, yeah. So they tell her the truth that Howard discovered a long time ago a mushroom that had the ability to heal and extend life. Because I guess we all want to live forever. <laughs> Except in that Queen song. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> um, but we find out that it is especially potent within the Doyle's bloodline, which is why they have this weird incestuous family history. It's disgusting. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> like... Did when you were reading all that, did you just like just get like a really cold chill? I legit threw up in my mouth. It was so gross. Like the part where like the she's having the the what she thinks is a hallucination, but it's actually a dream about them eating babies and stuff. Oh god! I legit threw up in my mouth. Yeah, that was so vivid. Yeah, I totally Silver Marina Garcia. I love this book. I totally could have done without that part. Yeah. Like, 100%. Sorry. I mean, just imagine driving and you're hearing it. Ooh. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I'm going to work. I f- <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I have to go look at these people. I know. <laughs> like, geez. So, <laughs> but so we, we find about this mushroom and um, pretty much this house and the air is like infused with the mushroom spores, which has grown around and under it forming a symbiotic relationship with the house and its inhabitants and it allows a level of control over people that have inhaled its spores it sounds so gross you're, you're not cooking mushrooms tonight are you no okay <laughs> probably never again well, and, I know. And, but also i and, wonder your your husband doesn't like mushrooms right but <laughs> and and reading this part and as well ex- reading earlier in the book when she's describing you know how the the house is kind of run down and she talks about there being mold everywhere i'm yeah. like girl get that shit remediated like I, call somebody i instantly <laughs> thought i totally had a nini moment like oh no girl get you got sh- a white refrigerator yeah, she's like, go get your shoes on. We gotta find you a home. <laughs> Thank you, Nini, for like I don't watch Housewives of Atlanta, but Aww. your sound bites and just the the gifts that they make of you are the best. If I and could, that was me. This whole book. If someone could take the Real Housewives of Atlanta, cut everybody else out but Nini. And just have it be like one continuous stream of Nini talking. I'd watch that shit. Yeah, I would too. She she really does need her own show. She does. Because I would watch that. Same. I mean, but anyways. I, lo- I loved her as the, the coach on Glee. In oh, the last yeah. That was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta get you a home. I know. Girl, get your shoes on. We gonna get you a home. And they got a white refrigerator. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> dead at the white refrigerator <laughs> this is why i need to stay out of tiktok because they put her voice into like other things i'm not even gonna get into it but it's just so funny i can't anyways back to the the mold and the mushrooms and how they need to get a new home because that shit is real moldy um so the spores um actually have an ability to collect and store memories so noemi's visions are actually the family's collective memories which they call the gloom the gloom 
A claw. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard sacrificed his first wife, Agnes, through a, rit- a ritual. Oh, I got it. That turned her into the mind and hub for the spores to spring forth the form. And then Howard is actually around 300 years old. Gross. I guess that's what eating babies will do for you. Gross. (laughs) And so he has the power to transmute his memories into the gloom and then live on in another's body. And he's been doing this with his family members to preserve the potency of his powers. Every time I read that word potency, it just looks so gross. It's like moist. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 I don't know why, but I just don't like that word. Um, Moist. (laughs) I have a list of words that I don't like. Moist. Now potency Potency. is on there. Um, Fathom is on there now. Ah! And... (laughs) And I'm not going to say the other one in just in case there's children listening. But it has something to do with... Facetious. Not that one. Oh. <laughs> I like that word. Oh. Well, I mean... Now you have a shirt with it. Yes. But <laughs> it has to do with what comes out of a man part. That's the other oh, word I don't oh, like. Ooh. Just don't say it. Nope. nope. Everybody leave that to your imagination. Yep. Done. Anyway. <laughs> Peanut's looking at us. So I know. And, and then any girl that calls her husband daddy. That's the other one I hate. Oh my God. <laughs> please don't it makes me cringe oh. but getting on getting off words that i don't like anyway so <laughs> so the doyles have lately been branching out uh, in terms of marriages so catalina richard you know etc because their mm-hmm. inbreeding actually is causing infertility it's so gross like you, you think that would just work the whole time you just sleep in with your sister and your brother like that's so gross anyway (laughs) it's so hard um the last like 100 pages of this book were really tough for me it was real hard really tough try driving and listening to that yeah the last 100 pages were so tough (laughs) so like you know outsiders react differently to the spores you know with getting fevers and dying like you know the the sickness that killed their their workers in the mines anyway so but noemi seems highly complimentary plus she has wealth they need to replenish their fortunes so basically they're trying to marry like also like continue howard's life but also we need money we need money honey that money so they want noemi to marry francis and of course, you know, Francis, you know, he knows this is wrong and he tells Noemi that Marta's tincture can lessen the spores uh, control over everybody. So uh, Francis and Noemi devise a plan for her to go along, you know, with this this plan that they're, you know, keeping her to marry her and all that stuff. And make lots of babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he sneak and so as he sneaks Noemi and Catalina the tincture. So um after the wedding ceremony they want to transmute howard into francis i think that's another word i don't like (laughs) transmute transmute doesn't freak me out as much it just sounds gross to what they're doing maybe maybe that's what it is anyway yeah so however catalina stabs howard in the eye with a scalpel and uh francis takes florence's gun and shoots her bye mom um 
so um they escaped into the fam- uh, the family crypt and noemi sees uh that the body of agnes is down there with spores sprouting from her body and her mind is still acting as a hub and of course here comes virgil he stops them and virgil says you know he knew about them continuing to take the tincture but he allowed it because he wanted he wanted them to injure his his father howard that way virgil can take control of the spores so weird <laughs> so instead francis fights with him and noemi uh lights the body of agnes on fire and then catalina noemi and francis escape into town with the house uh, ablaze behind them so everything's just yeah <laughs> yeah so um Noemi's father heads over to the town, like to kind of check things out with the police, and they're all um, in uh, Doctor Camarillo's uh, hospital. I guess I would say, yeah, yes. it's possible. And they're all trying to heal because they've got the tincture and they're trying to get the, the nasty spores out of them from being in that house. And uh, Francis has a dream about the house healing itself and him inside it uh, with it emerging stronger than ever. And he wonders if he should kill himself because he feels like, okay, it's it's pretty much in me and I don't want to like take this further you know, out into the world. I want to end it. Um, you know, however, like Francis and Noemi kiss and they are hopeful they can build a better future together. Aww. The end. Happy ending. It was, it was that was a great ending after that. The whole dude, if this, if this would house. not have ended well, like truthfully, I probably would not have liked it because I'm like, this is already but honestly, so tough. like, do we know that? Because yeah, do we true. know that the spores are no longer in the both of them? Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, mean, yeah, they did drink the tincture and it did hurt the, the spores and then, then they lit, you know, Agnes on fire. But like, what if there was like, you know, some leftover? Well, and to your point, you know, you, you do raise a valid point that they're all throughout the book. They talk about how the family can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. So even if the house is destroyed, what if there's still something? Cause it's underground right. too. And That's it's actually like going to the cemetery too. So what if it's, like they can't even leave the, the land and the property right. so well even the little town because they were saying like even in the mines yeah they killed all the workers yeah so it made me think of that too and i was like hmm i don't know i want to imagine if they made a happy it. ending i know well i'm sorry i ruined it they they kissed and they got married and they had babies and normal now- not incestuous babies <laughs> right <laughs> brutal but, man i mean other than all the incestuous relationships i i I liked it i did too and this book was riddled with symbolism so we talk about um you know the the serpent eating its own tail Mm -hmm. throughout the book and obviously in uh, in christian mythology there is the story of of adam and eve and the serpent that tempts eve to eat the apple blah blah blah, blah right. and then original sin um so there's obviously that more obvious side of it but i i was like this is everywhere there's got to be more to it yeah so you know among the many other things i was googling last night until <laughs> two o'clock in the morning uh i also googled a little bit more about symbolism with serpents mm-hmm. um and serpents are one of the oldest and most widespread mythological symbols so obviously there's the representation of good and evil yes um but also 
I did not realize that in some cultures, serpents are a symbol of fertility, which makes oh. sense. Okay. Yep. So uh, not only a symbol of fertility, but also rebirth, transformation, immortality, and healing because they obviously shed their skin. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then in some other traditions, serpents also represent sexual desire. Okay. Uh-huh. That too. Which explains, uh, you know, some of the things with Virgil coming into Noemi's dreams and and conducting some illicit activities in, in the dream world. So that, I like that. Interesting. Yeah, so that I thought was, was very interesting. Peanut, stop eating your feet. <laughs> She's like, well, you guys are over there talking about incestuous relationships. You guys are talking about real gross stuff, Mom. <laughs> um, so a couple, couple of quick questions just for some academic discussion. Let, well, wait, let me put on my monocle. Right. Where's my glasses? <laughs> what was your favorite part of the book? Um, I liked the part where uh, Noemi was kind of like flirting and, and messing around with Francis and he was blushing. Really? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I thought, I mean, I know she was like kind of poking fun at him a little bit, but I don't know. I just thought it was funny. She's like, I'm going to get what I want out of this guy. I'm yeah. going to get him to drive me everywhere yep. so that I can go out and smoke. And I mean, he was like her, her errand boy at first, but I don't know. I just like, cause she also like, you can tell that she liked him too. She started to, to definitely like him a little yeah. more, less using more liking. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I like that part. And of course I, I love the part where we just start finding more um how bad this family is like marta duvall like kind of you know telling telling the story the story that part i was like "Ooh, girl let me get my popcorn hold on (laughs) (laughs) i i really liked um like before the dreams started getting real weird i i liked how some of her dreams were unfolding where you weren't there's one in particular where you're not sure if it's if it's real or oh yeah that's what i was mentioning before yeah 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 Yeah. and you're you're not quite sure if if it's her sleepwalking or if it's a dream or if it's 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 reality and it's the dream where she wakes up and she starts walking around the house and then she sees ruth Mm -hmm. go like shooting howard and saying i'm not sorry and she shoots herself because you're led to believe that Ruth took her own life. And as you kind of progress throughout the book and you find out, um, you know, how Howard wanted to be immortal and just transmute into other bodies. But toward the end of the book, we find out that that's actually not the case. Ruth was trying to get free, yes, and trying to kill Howard to get free. But because she wasn't successful in killing Howard, he still had the power of the gloom (laughs) to get her to do what he wanted. And he then forced her to take her own life. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But like, I, I loved... I loved her dreams because yeah, there were just are... like I'm sitting there all with my with my Kindle while Jared's passed out and I'm like, oh, keep reading, but keep reading, keep reading. I also enjoy like the just the way like how she just really went in with the descriptions. Like it really felt like you were there. Yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed that. What was your most... what was your least favorite part of the book? I mean, obviously all this <laughs> incest going on. Pages two oh five to two eighty. <laughs> like I think it was legit like 205 I mean, to 280 where I'm like, please God, no. I get why 
the story went that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I couldn't change it. I, I don't know how I would change it. Yeah. But that's, it was just a little bit too much. <laughs> I don't know. Again, like the baby eating could have done without. It's It's very like... We're, like, in the Mexican Gothic, but, like, a little bit of, like, deliverance or something. For real, though. <laughs> For like, real, though. I, I mean, it's just, it's hard, because I'm like, okay, like, would they, I was, like, when I was reading this, or listening to it, um, I was also, like, trying to, like, think about, um, like, if they would put that in a movie. Well, they did. It's called Crimson Peak. I mean, yeah, they kind of. <laughs> I mean, this book was made into They kind of had that incestuous like, thing going on, but it wasn't. Fallen, fallen down house, mine, <laughs> incestuous brother and sister. Like that's true. This book I was already she, made into a movie. Yeah, I mean, but I would, I would like to see this one though. Mm-hmm. I would. I would too. Especially because just think about like the great locations they could use, especially because we just talked about Mexico City. Pension de Belen. Yes. Could be the cemetery. There we go. Yep. Done. Done, done. Hope we get credit for that. Right. Um, (laughs) Um, Did you, so for when you were reading this, was it hard for you to get into or like, was it a slow burn or did you race from start to finish when you were reading it? Um... Well, see, this was my first time doing a audiobook. Mm-hmm. And I mean, most of the time I was listening to it either when I was driving on my way to work, driving home, or when like I'm about to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like I raced that much just because I was listening to it. So mm-hmm. it's a little different because sometimes I felt like I missed a part of what she said. So yeah. I, I had to go back a little bit, back up. Um, I feel like though, if I read it, like, actually turning pages i i probably would have raced to the end just to find out especially like like i feel like the beginning was a little slow we were just like okay come on like you know like the first you know a couple of chapters but then when she like gets to you know high place and then you start seeing all these creepy things happening like i was like oh like you know i felt like i kept going um trying to listen to more and more before mm-hmm. i'm like my you know i start falling asleep because we all know that happens um <laughs> we tired and it's not and it's not because i'm bored it's because we tired because <laughs> i has the tired um <laughs> when um when i started this i it was when i was taking my mom in for surgery and well a few weeks ago now like three weeks ago so I was in the waiting room because you couldn't like when I dropped her off, she's she had said, okay, so you dropped me off, but they won't let you leave because you have to they were able to do outpatient. So um, she said, you know, you just have to be here so that you can pick me up and take me home. And then, you know, I took care of the rest of the day. So she I when I got there, the nurse had said, oh, no, you can't leave. Like, we won't do the procedure if you leave. No, I'm I'm not going to go deuces. I'm just going (laughs) to. go outside yeah. so i don't have to be in a hospital with covid right everywhere like like i will be here here's would, my cell phone yeah would would rather not <laughs> if i can help it if i can just go hang out in my car or something right and i know oh, you gotta stay here so i'm sitting in the waiting room like as far away from other humans as possible yeah, i would be too and and i started reading it there and 
The thing that I appreciated is the when they're talking because she's what's it opens up with Noemi being at a party because she's a socialite and blah 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 and she's messing around with some boy and taunting him and so mm-hmm. forth. Poor guy, right? But <laughs> but that that didn't last super long. No, because she gets called away early. Her dad calls her home. And then that's when the letters come and you're you're already intrigued. Like, mm-hmm. huh, this sounds interesting. And then it just picked up and it was super fast and yeah. toward the end. And then each night when I would read a little bit of it, I would start falling asleep. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just I know. put it down. <laughs> go to bed. You can read it tomorrow. That was me. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, and then especially when I get to work, I'm like, I want to listen to more. But I'm like, okay, no, I got to clock in. <laughs> Well, and then the other the other piece that I appreciated too, and I'm not because um, on your Kindle you can highlight passages and such. Ooh. So I would I actually highlighted, and you know I had to choose between carrying my laptop and my water and my whiskey, coffee, and my Kindle. So my Kindle unfortunately didn't make the cut, <laughs> but I <laughs> but I highlighted this book way more than I have highlighted any other book that I've read yeah. on that Kindle. And, and going back, I wish I would have read it instead of did the audio. But just you know, because I felt like there were things like when I was trying to like make, well, half the time mental notes, but also trying to like jot some things down. Yeah. Like I had to kind of rewind and listen to it again. So I think maybe the next one I'll just read. Well, and, and it's, it was nice to be able to, and I'm totally that asshole that's in the movie theater. Like, Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. I've seen the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. I know I blah, blah, blah. So I'm like highlighting things like this is going to be important later because the blah, 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 blah. Like they must be poisoning her. Blah. blah. Like I'm like, man, yeah, yeah, I know what's going to happen. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I could not have predicted. <laughs> yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. When the whole story started coming up, about you know him marrying like the sister and i'm like oh my god well so it felt very and i kind of i expected something along Mm -hmm. those lines a little bit because like from start to like page 200 it felt very crimson peak to me yeah down to you know i definitely got that feel from the house too yeah like from the house the fact that they own a mine um, and that they ran out of money to fund it. The fact that Catalina and Noemi's families are both very wealthy. The fact that her cousin is, you know, being trapped in this place and she's very sick. So it's likely that she's being poisoned. I mean, it felt very, um, like, up until that point. So when things were happening, I'm just, I'm waiting for siblings to start sleeping with each other. Because I was going... <laughs> I've seen this movie. I know what's going to happen. And then it was right around page 200 when Noemi tries to bail because she's finally had enough. Mm -hmm. And then they take her upstairs to Howard. And then he like kisses her with the with his nasty black pus coming out of everywhere. And I'm like, now I'm just disgusted. Oh, God. (laughs) And then Francis tells her, you know, the true story of the, the fungus and it's everywhere and blah, blah. I'm like. Now I'm like whatever beyond disgusted is like revolted or like I don't know whatever beyond that is then now I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. that was just. Ugh. Um. But which characters did you like the best and the least, and which ones could you relate to the most? Oh boy. Well, of course, because you know I'm, 
I, I felt like I kind of felt a little bit like Francis. No. <laughs> you know how I am. Yeah. It's just me. But you're getting there. Savage yeah. Bree's coming out. I know. I'm Soon I'll be Noemi. Bad girl Bree Bree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just kind of felt like a little bit like him to where he's, you know, he's very loyal to his family and, you know, and he seems like he's just that person that's very very super helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> with everything yeah um so in in a way he i mean i liked him he was one of my favorites i did like noemi um there i mean i just like how you know she would like tease these guys and stuff i just thought it was funny it was funny <laughs> but uh obviously the least um uh, i'd have to say for me was uh virgil and howard yeah like like every time like they would even talk i would just like cringe like i was just like ugh like especially the part where he um uh, towards the beginning where um she's like going in and talking with him and he kind of like talks down to her yeah a little bit i was yeah. like oh like, I was like, ooh, I do not like this guy. <laughs> Virgil Virgil was seriously every guy that I dated before I got married, minus some tattoos. <laughs> like, if you could just remove their tattoos, it would be Virgil. Oh, man. Yeah, he... Uh, yeah. Just that... I mean, in general, that family. Minus Francis. Oh, no. But what about for you? Peanut's attacking me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, stop talking about scary things, Mom. You can hear her licking my face in the microphone. Ah, peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dog attack. Um, she's like, please love me and feed me cheeseburgers and tacos. <laughs> so for, for me, peanut, like for real though, enough. Um, here, sit here. I, yeah, I don't know that there were any characters that I could relate to. Yeah. Because unlike unlike france i i did empathize the most with francis yeah. he was probably my favorite character because he was just so sweet and good natured mm-hmm. yeah and i loved his little his sweet little angel baby face um but i don't know that i found any of them relatable because mm-hmm. catalina seemed very shrinking violet to me yeah and i am not shrinking violet um i just feel like we didn't really get that much of her no we in didn't this book. so i felt like she was almost i mean like i know she was like important character of the book mm-hmm. but i almost felt to a point where she ended up kind of being like a side character she totally was a side character yeah <laughs> um i didn't i didn't particularly care for noemi because I, I she was fine but i have personal issues with the women that try to be manipulative to get what they want as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to do the right thing yeah um I mean, and she kind of turned a little bit in the end I feel. she did she yeah. did she had some good personal growth um francis i could not necessarily relate to because i i don't know if i have some sort of like weird attachment disorder or what now it's your turn peanut's gonna attack you (laughs) (laughs) give me all the hugs and kisses out brie um i don't know if i have some sort of weird attachment disorder but i don't feel the same loyalty to my family that most normal people do Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that is because i'm the product of childhood abuse and that i'm sure has screwed me up in some way Mm -hmm. but i pick my family based on the people that are consistently good to me and the people that show up for oh, hi right and here you are no you do not need to eat <laughs> i know nutella, she, she was only using me for my nutella yeah she's like i know you got snacks she's like hey girl hey 
How yeah. about that Nutella over there? Right? That's not for dogs. Oh, You're not it, supposed to have, like, chocolatey things. But it could be. <laughs> you have the shits. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. um, bleep that out in editing. Sorry. <laughs> I will do no such thing. Um, in terms of the character that I like the least, I fucking hated Florence. Oh, I yeah. wanted to punch that bitch in the face. <laughs> and when she got shot, I was not sad. <laughs> like, good riddance, you Felicia. Know, I totally thought that maybe, like, Noemi would do it. But clearly, she didn't get to the gun fast enough. I, I honestly, I didn't think that Francis was going to do it. Like, at first. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's his mom. And he's, you know, somewhat loyal you know to his family but i think once it got to that point where like florence is telling him oh no you gotta like let howard into your body yeah he's like you're just a body and i'm like bitch for real that's your kid yeah like i'm your i'm your son i am your only surviving child yeah so i think after that point he was like well i mean she sucks so pretty much yes but i was i was just still kind of surprised because i thought he would hesitate Mm -hmm. but he didn't nope sure didn't so but i also was not sad no. Um, I am going to jump down to my question about uh, which twist, which plot twist surprised you the most? I would say, oh, the part where they get down to the crypt and, they oh, and f- Agnes's, and Agnes's yeah. body was there. I didn't expect that. No, I didn't either. That surprised the hell out of me. When that part came, I think I, I had just pulled into work. <laughs> so I was and happy. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, hold up. I am not clocking in yet. Right. I got to hear the rest of this. Because I'm like, she's been down there the whole time. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that. I think that twist, um, I really liked how that was in there. Um, obviously, the, the whole incestuous thing, that... Um, took me a little bit by surprise but anyway that that piece didn't so much surprise me as the um the immortality piece oh like, yeah because uh, like uh, not to belabor the point but i really was expecting a scene for scene of crimson peak especially like <laughs> down to the dreams where she's seeing ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. um but it wasn't until they started talking about howard's immortality and i'm like what because <laughs> I, I knew that the the fungus was gonna play a point up a, a a role in this plot at some point because it had been talked about so much with Francis collecting stuff all over the property and in Mm -hmm. the graveyard. And then when she goes into his room, he's got all of these books on botany and he's got all these drawings of mushrooms and so forth. So I'm like, okay, at some point the mushrooms are going to become important here. Yeah. But it was the whole, I'm, I figured out the key to immortality and how to live forever. That piece like really startled me. Yeah. I was like, "Hmm." that was definitely interesting. There's a little, little twists and turns in this book and i i liked that kept you kept you on your toes yeah um did the book startle you or scare you or get under your skin in any way well i think we know the answer to that um i mean yeah a little bit incestuous (laughs) families always get under your skin like it just mm, that part was just really uncomfortable to read um or not read but here Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean other than that no because i mean i've read worse books i mean not worse like in but like where worse things were described <laughs> yes um how somebody's body was like mutilated and stuff but, oh um, man the alienist remember when we read the alienist yes. as part of a different book club Oof. Oof. <laughs> 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 where's blue right <laughs> Ooh, 
child. <laughs> She'll never listen to our podcast, but we'll have to tell her we yeah. gave her a shout <laughs> But um, yeah, that I mean, like I said, there was worse books that I read, but definitely that part. I was just kind of like, ugh. So gross. I was like, oh, get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> um, what did you think of uh, the writing? You know, I she I mean, obviously this is my first time reading her. Yep. Um I I would actually like to read more of her books. I, I'm Agreed. Like, it kind of has me interested. She just really knows how to just draw you in, like pull especially like you know, at the beginning too, like once you got to the part, you know, she's leaving and she gets to high place. Like, I mean, like I said, I didn't get to like read the words on the paper, but even just hearing it, mm-hmm. like she really, really, she does a really good job just, just keeping you interested, keeping you pulled in there. I don't, for me, there really, there wasn't really any boring parts. No, there weren't. Like it was, it was very action packed. And mm-hmm. you know what I really loved about her writing style? Um, I loved how descriptive her sentences were because even when Noemi's walking around the house or when there's a a big action sequence, I could, I could read the words on my Kindle and I could see the action unfolding like a damn movie in my head. It was so vivid. Yeah. And and especially that final confrontation scene after Mm -hmm. Francis and Noemi are, are married and she knocks out Virgil when he comes and attempts to rape her. And then she ends Ugh. up in Howard's room and with Florence. Well, uh, Florence actually gets everybody in there. She pulls a gun on him. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's Francis and Florence and Catalina's wandering around doing God knows what. And Howard's dying and is about to transmute into Francis' body. But when the whole when the whole struggle scene happened, I was reading it like, and then this and then boom. And then that person fell here. And then blah, blah, blah. like it was I, I was getting all amped up in my head (laughs) well and that's why i was kind of feeling like like okay i know we're saying yes this movie was made but i still feel like in the way she wrote this it it it, it's a movie already like yeah like it could be easily turned into a script yeah like they could do it in like a month and like all right let's do this movie like I, I felt like I was there. I was eating my popcorn while listening to this. Who, um, if it were turned into a movie, who would you cast? Ooh. Ooh. I wish you would have put this on there before so I could really think I'm about sorry. this. <laughs> I mean, hmm. God, that's a really hard question. Well, I'll tell. Okay, so okay, here's who. Now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> so, um, I would cast as Florence. I would cast a cussed what that's not even a word I would cast Barbara Martin who for those not familiar with her name she played Mrs. Gross in the movie The Turning that I hated oh yeah like when I was reading the parts of Florence that is instantly who popped into my head Mm, okay Um, Virgil or not Virgil no Virgil uh because Virgil's blonde. Mm, yeah. Oh, you know who would be a really great Virgil? Army Hammer. <gasps> Ooh. Right? Because he's just got these striking yep. features. Yep. I would I would cast Army Hammer as Virgil. I would cast as Howard. Fucking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> he's already half dead. I feel like somebody a little bit older. 
somebody a little less hey yeah like i mean he's i mean yeah he has the creepy vibe to him okay christopher Plummer's still around there you go and he's 90 is he 90 there you go i feel like it needs somebody who is already looks like they could be dead yeah basically basically yeah christopher Plummer would be would be a good one he is a how old is he now yeah he is 90 he's 90 he'll be 91 in december okay um I would cast. Hmm. I'm trying to think of that girl, um, who was in. Oh man, I'll think of it in just one second. <laughs> she played uh in that show where she. Uh, it used to be on where she was uh pregnant. Um that's like a million other shows um <laughs> man why can't i think of the name of the show and the actress and she was in that movie miss bala um i'm not sure oh man i can't think of it i cannot think of it i would cast cammy mendez as um as noemi from oh. riverdale oh that's a Veronica good choice Lodge. yes i would pick her that's you know what that is a really good choice what about catalina that's a hard one Mm. i was like trying to think i'm like looking because she's she's a young girl too Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm. well those are my big picks yeah but it it could be interesting i can Um, like oh gina rodriguez I love Gina Rodriguez. She would, you know what? She would actually be a great, um, she'd be a great Catalina. Yeah. But I could, I mean, either way, because I've seen her play kind of a badass too. Oh, yeah. So I think she could maybe do. She could do either either. one. Yeah. Yeah. But. Definitely. Some, some great actors and actresses. Oh, yeah. And, uh. And I think just last question for you. Oh. Are there any, do you have any unresolved questions after reading this book? Anything that you're still mulling around? Well, you know, I'm that person. Uh, Definitely at the end, I was still thinking, I'm like, I think they died. (laughs) No! That's how I know that Savage Bree has come to life. Because I'm like, I want to know more. Like, is there no like epilogue or anything? Maybe there will be a sequel. (laughs) I would like to know more of this story. Like, I feel like they carried it on. And then, of course, I was going like it kind of went down a little rabbit hole. And I was just like trying to research like mushrooms and how they can spread and Girl, clean that browser history. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're going to be looking for me. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think that would be the the only question. And then, like, do we, you know, really know? Like, yes, they set the house aflame and all this stuff. But, like, how deep, you know, do those roots go? I mean, we see... Um, the body was a uh, body of um 
uh not ruth sorry agnes <laughs> agnes was down there so long how do we know that didn't spread into that town and it's just gonna con- oops continue on getting all riled up yeah hitting your like- microphone <laughs> i don't know that that was like my only question like when it was done i was just like dang it but i want to know more right yeah there's a lot i i really enjoyed it i on a scale of one to five screams i gave it a four i really liked it I'm at a 4.5. Ooh. I really liked it. and Big big Spenta. It's hard for me because we read a lot of books. We do read a lot. And I think with me reading a lot of different types of books too, like sometimes, you know, I kind of get on my my soapbox and (laughs) trying to rag on books sometimes. But I, I really, really enjoyed it to the point where I would read more of her writing. I would too. And definitely interested, for sure. Same. Well, our book for the next month... Yay! Because we can't get enough of gothic horror... Yeah, we're just... We're just on it right is now. Is the classic by Daphne du Maurier. Rebecca. Yay! Yay! And I, I'm excited because I actually haven't read this... I don't think I've read this since high school. Oh, okay. I think I, I think I read it as part of a book report for high school. Well, look at you been a minute so that's why when you're like no i know you've already read it i'm like but mm, have i it's been a long time oh <laughs> <laughs> well and it's just in time for the movie to come out yeah it's so exciting we can compare both yeah man it'll be fun yes please follow along with us yeah send us suggestions if there are other books that you would like to read along with us we're not opposed to hearing about them yes we like to read we are open yeah. i mean we read the, the the last final girl so yeah we did <laughs> about it <laughs> oh god <sighs> so yes we're open to suggestions we will read pretty much anything for the most part i mean as long as it's scary yeah please make it scary gotta be horror of some sort yes thriller yep. psychological thriller is fine yep any of those yeah but please read along with us rebecca yeah you, hopefully you enjoy it because i i enjoyed it a lot oh good it was i'm excited good. yeah i've been wanting to read this so yes yay cool thanks for tuning in folks um like us on facebook follow us on instagram our handle is the squad ghouls you can email us if you have suggestions you can either go to our website which is www.thesquadghouls.com we got merch we got merch get on that merch yeah get your fanny pack everybody needs a fanny pack and your dog hoodie yep i mean eventually in southern california i guess it will get cold yeah i think the rest of the world is getting this beautiful fall weather and the leaves are changing and then we're over here like burning up for real and literally the whole state's on fire like the melted pumpkin that i posted yep exactly (laughs) nailed it did i forget anything else that people need to do oh well you should also rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast yes you should yes and we like i said we love hearing from you so please reach out hit us up We like our fans. Yep. Creep it real. We'll scare you later. (gasps) Goodbye. Bye.